Welcome to the Side Business Launch and Grow Podcast, where you get actionable ideas, tips, and online marketing knowledge to start or grow a side business or blog. Even if you work full-time or you're a busy stay-at-home parent, you can do this. Now, your host, Flavio Nelson. What's up, what's up? Flavio here. Welcome to Side Business Launch. This is episode eight, uh, talking Etsy today. So on this uh, podcast, each episode, we discuss ideas for uh, side hustles, uh, among also uh, marketing tactics and strategies to help you grow your existing business. So for today's episode, it's going to be a good one. I have uh, Scott Griffin. We're going to talk Etsy. It's just very informal. Uh, him and I, we talk a lot about Etsy as it is. He's in the print-on-demand space, and uh, we both have Etsy shops. And um, we consistently talk about strategies and tips because we both enjoy the platform. Um, one thing I did want to mention, we discussed various ideas and products and things that you can sell on Etsy, but we did fail to mention um, digital downloads. So Etsy now allows digital downloads as well, which I think is also a great opportunity. You can sell digital prints, you can sell digital graphics, photography, um, printables, and that's very popular over on Etsy, like printable planners or calendars and things like that. So definitely want to check out some examples there, but we did fail to mention that. We did mention the other types of products you can sell, um, but digital downloads is also one of them. You want to check that out also. So uh, let's dive into our conversation that Scott and I had recently, and I think you'll uh, really enjoy it. And if you're a little more seasoned, um, starting at about uh, minute 30, uh, 30 minute mark, so about halfway through, I think that's where you'll really uh, start to see some of the advanced things. But you know, even in the beginning, the fundamentals, I would take a listen to that because you might not be taking advantage of some of those tips that we mentioned in the beginning. So let's get into it. All right, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things Etsy. And, you know, for anyone that maybe has never considered Etsy, or if you're already on the platform and you're looking to, um, you know, advance and get some um, other techniques and strategies to grow your uh, Etsy shop. So for that, I have uh, Scott Griffin, who is very well known in the merch community and has done a lot with Etsy. Uh, Welcome, Scott. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Look forward to talking to some Etsy. We normally talk a lot of Etsy anyway this year, so um, I thought it was very timely to do an episode to kind of just kind of discuss Etsy as a whole and, um, you know, get some strategies out there. Definitely. I'm excited about it. I love Etsy. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So I think the uh, the thing to start with will be, um, you know, why Etsy? So if anyone is listening to this and maybe uh, has never considered Etsy a platform to, to have as a side hustle or to sell their products on, um, you know, and, and we're going to go through not just POD, just kind of Etsy in general and everything. And for the this episode, it's kind of like conversation that, you know, Scott and I are going to have. So so let's start there. Why, why Etsy? For me personally, it was just a, a natural progression, you know, from merch, merch being uh, print on demand. And then um, I started Etsy in uh, 2017 in fourth quarter. And that's when it was a little bit into the game when people were doing print on demand with Etsy. Um, so really just getting on a separate platform from merch, still being able to do the the print on demand. And um, it, it gives you the next level, you know, of being able to actually communicate with people 
and to be able to do custom orders and stuff. So, so for me, it was just kind of a, a natural print on demand progression, so to speak. Yeah. And for me, the same sort of thing, when I started there, what I liked about it is it, it's kind of like the look and feel of your own brick and mortar shop, you know, yeah. right. So where yeah. you can do your sales and kind of make it look how you want, but at the same time, it's, it's, you know, all virtual and online, which I thought was very cool. And, um, that's still kind of what I like about it. So you do have that customer interaction and, uh, which is, you know, a good and bad thing, but you know, when, when you're trying to sell products, trying to build a, uh, customer base and a brand, it's, I think it's a good thing. To yeah. It. It, it's a good stepping stone from merch, then going to Etsy and then going to your full blown website that you have to drive traffic to and stuff. That's a really good in between point. Yeah. And I was, I was hoping maybe we can brainstorm a little bit besides print on demand um, that, you know, you and I both do on there. And I know, you know, many listeners do, but there's, there's other things on Etsy. So I want to brainstorm real quick, some other common things that are sold on uh, Etsy. One thing that I will mention off the bat is besides just handmade things, which is what people think of, mm -hmm. obviously you can do this print on demand thing. Uh, but also beyond that, they also allow vintage products, which I don't know a lot of, you know, if a lot of people know that. So if you're a collectible of old vintage clothing or vintage uh, toys, vintage, really anything uh, that is now allowed on the platform. So you can sell that. So if you sell on eBay right now or any of those platforms, it's a good place to cross uh, promote and sell your products. That's a good, a, a good point. There are, um, a couple merchers, I believe that also do, um, you know, they go yard sailing and, and sell a lot of the vintage things. And I know they sell vintage jewelry and do really well on Etsy with that. So that's a good point. Yeah. The vintage jewelry is good. And, you know, really there's a lot more freedom involved with it because I know in the past when I thought of Etsy, I just think of like something extremely handmade and I'm like, well, I can't make anything. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of other options out there and with print on demand, it doesn't also, it doesn't only have to be t-shirts as well. They just know, you know, when I've talked to people about selling shirts on there, many people say they want to do other things, but print on demand these days you can do, I mean, that would be an episode for a different day, but you can do, anything these days, print on the yeah. man jewelry, print on the man pillows and blankets and pet beds and you name it. So I think that we'll move on to that a little bit in the strategy, but you can even run with it and have a specialized shop selling only pet beds or selling only print on the man jewelry or whatever that you want to specialize in. That way the design is going to be very simplistic and you know, maybe that's your style. I was looking at uh, getting curtains for our front uh, front room here in the house yeah. and um, you can actually do print on demand curtains. So I yeah. might, I might get some uh, custom curtains done and, but that's, that's even an avenue too. You know, you don't really think about that kind of stuff. Curtains, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You, that way you can, I mean, you can put some dabbing unicorns all over your curtains. And, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of mini, mini spots all over my curtain. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You can uh, run wild with that. Yeah. So um, and now a couple other things. I wanted to share some stats on Etsy in case someone is not sold on them. You know, they, they get 200 million um, visits per month or so. And they also, more importantly, have about six page visits per, per visit. So uh, and, and about six minutes. So people are staying on that platform. They're visiting Etsy from the time they get there. They're spending six minutes on that platform, which is an eternity on a marketplace, um, just kind of viewing different products. So if you're not on there in, you know, they don't have the traffic that Amazon does, but they're not far behind. They, they definitely have a good clientele there. 
they uh, I saw in their seller handbook because they have their articles that they release in their newsletter and stuff um, that just their first quarter alone they were up twenty percent from two thousand and eighteen. So it's it's increasing all around. Yeah, that's a good point. And their their stock price has definitely been increasing a lot. I've been following that thing uh, growing a lot. So they are a publicly traded company like Amazon. So just like Amazon and eBay, they want to keep their yep. uh, customers happy, but more importantly, their shareholders happy. So they'll do whatever it takes to make sales, yep. which is a good thing. Yes. So I think uh, anything else about Etsy as to why somebody should be on there? Or should we move on a little bit? Um, no, I think that's good. I think, yeah, move, move along. All right, cool. So, um, what, so let's talk about somebody getting started with Etsy. So if somebody is sold on it and they're like, you know what, maybe I'm going to start with this whole, you know, Etsy thing. Um, you know, what do we think are some keys to getting, you know, set up and everything like that? If you want to kind of share some good strategies there. What's good, you know, initially with getting set up is that they really make it easy. They make it user friendly to just simply follow the steps and setting up your first listing and, and all that. They really make it easy to do. Um, uh, you know, speaking from the print on demand side, um, even integrating it with Printful, utilizing Printful, the integration is so easy too, you know? And then at that point, you've got a ton of different products that you can uh, utilize and, and sell. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, with, with Printful, I know many in the industry look for other partners that maybe have a higher margin or other products. But for someone starting out, I think they're a good company for starting out because they're very reliable. They have good quality. Yeah. And even if your margins are not where they need to be in the beginning, I think you really need to focus on getting sales and not as much on the margins. I, I, so, I completely agree yeah. with that. Getting your feet wet with Printful, I think, is, is a really good first start. Yeah, so I think they're a good company, and I'll link to that in the show notes um, if anyone wants to try Printful if you haven't already, and uh, especially if you're not in print-on-demand, that's a good entry point like we mentioned. So when you sign up for Etsy, like anywhere else, it's going to ask you for your banking information and all that good stuff. And um, now with the shop, uh, let's go over that a little bit. What are some good key things that somebody should be doing to optimize? And this is probably good for advanced people, too, that maybe haven't done this. But, you know, on their storefront, what should it look like, um, you know, on there? So do you are you a fan of the big banner or are you a fan of just a nice clean logo uh, to showcase the first few products? So I'm kind of wondering how, how you feel there. I like utilizing the big, big banner if it has uh, a type of either sale or more of a call to action and stuff. So I, I like to use the banner as more of a, a marketing tool rather than a branding tool. Um, sometimes a lot of the big, because it's it's so bold, it's so upfront, you know, and it's really a, a space that you can utilize for, for some good uh, advertising and marketing there. So that's what I like to use the banner for. If, if you don't have a prominent sale going or anything like that, then it's completely fine without the banner. Uh, I, I actually yeah. have... I have two shops and both of them have, have the banner because I, I have, you know, sales, uh, going on both of them pretty much all the time. So. Yeah. I, and I, I agree with all that because when you look around at different shops, I've seen some examples, it's kind of like Facebook cover photos. I've seen some really, you know, great ones that pop out on me and I really, as a branding play, it's my first view of that shop. Yeah. So, 
know, it gives me an instant like, wow, this shop is pretty cool. Of course, I want to buy something here, you know, and but I've also seen some the other way around where it's like, you know, they have a banner just to have a banner, but it's awful artwork. I can see that an amateur totally did it and it just does not look very good. So if that's the case, if you're not going to spend the money to maybe get a graphic designer to do it, um, then, you know, I would get away from the banner and maybe just have a nice clean logo and, you know, showing your products. Um, you know, but, you know, again, I think it depends on, on each banner, but if the banner is nicely displayed and like Scott said, it has kind of, um, you know, a sale or any call to action, you know, buy two, get free shipping and mm-hmm. something that you really want to call the people's attention, then I think it's a hundred percent home run to use it. Uh, but don't be afraid to get a designer. Even if you go on Fiverr or somewhere like that, you can get a decent cover photo, very inexpensive or find I mean, Scott is a graphic designer by, by trade, so it's easier for him to do one, but people like me uh, maybe outsource that, get a very nice looking uh, cover photo. Yeah. And you want to keep it simple. You don't want to add literally all your products on it and stuff, you know, keep it simple to the point, make sure it, it has the branding that you want it to have, you know, whether it's a minimalistic type style or whether you have a boutique type shop, um, you know, really try to keep it to that, that theme, that look and feel. Yeah, that's true. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, I don't know about what you think about this. I I think we're on the same page, but Etsy, along with mainly most websites today, that's what the feel is. It's it's a minimal type feel, white backgrounds, kind of clean, modern, sleek looking. And I, I think from the shops I've seen on Etsy that do well, that's typically how they look. It doesn't mean you can't have colors in there, like some pink and lavender and, you know, blue, depending what your brand is, of course. But, um, you know, but at the end of the day, it needs to be not so crowded with a lot of things. And that goes for your product images and everything else. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Totally. Um, all right. So anything else on that page? And, you know, you got the shop announcement there. You have, um, aside from the product images, we'll get to the products later. But, you know, the you can also add videos and images to the uh, to your shop. You know, what are your thoughts on, on some of those from branding plays and graphic plays? for adding images and videos and kind of the uh, yeah like on the like on the storefront um you know because you have the ability to do that or you do you think that's very good prime real estate to take advantage of and and put some images there whether it's about the the brand or how you make the things you make or anything like that i think so um you know and again you want to keep it simple you know you don't want to go overboard with with everything with throwing everything on there and stuff just there's the there's the kiss method you know keep it keep it super simple or keep it simple stupid is how they say it too but keep yeah. it, use use the kiss method and it it's it it works and when you do look around at other shops that is what a lot of people utilize especially the bigger players um they keep it simple and it, if you keep that in mind um you should really be able to do well with it yeah yeah, I, I agree. And with that, so again, use photos and, and videos and add them to your storefront, on your profile. But again, with caution, don't overdo it. And especially if they're repetitive or maybe they're not relevant to your brand or to your products, then, you know, I wouldn't put it there. Um, so to kind of go along with that, is there any other optimizations that you can think of from like the storefront uh, standpoint? Um, from, I guess, from the store standpoint, you know, be sure to fill out a good about section just giving a little bit of info about yourself and kind of why you started the store and if it has a compelling story um and then 
some simple shop policies about processing time and um, different things like that. You know, you just want to give the the impression that, you know, you are a legitimate shop. You're not just some fly by night type store that's just throwing stuff up there. You know, you really want to fill in the information appropriately. Yeah. And, and that's and, that, and the nice thing is Etsy walks you through that. So in case you're not sure of what we're talking about, when you start that Etsy shop, it'll tell you, you know, do you want to do your policies? I think it even gives you some sample ones uh, that you can use and just kind of customize. And yeah, you want to fill all of that in. And if you've been on Etsy for some time and maybe you're not making the sales you want, take a look at your storefront. You're probably uh, missing some of these key, um, you know, plays there, you know, whether it's some images on how your shirts or mugs are made, whatever it is that you're selling, you know, some uh, video, perhaps uh, logos, you know, story, like Scott said about your, you know, kind of passion for doing what you're doing or what the topic is. Uh, but make sure all of that is done. Because I know for me, my first four or five months, I was not really optimizing it fully. And then I went back in and I put a lot more to my storefront. And then, you know, I think I got a lot better reviews and credibility from it. It helps with the overall theme of the store because even then there's an additional spot uh, that you can fill in more information and even if you just have some some faqs or something down there um, like a lot of times with the print on demand uh, apparel with the um, with the digital printing with the treatment it can have a smell to it so by having you know kind of that information on the bottom about care for the shirt and that it might have this this kind of smell and just kind of, um, you know, letting the customer know uh, upfront um, about what to expect and, and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so that's all the tips there about, you know, optimizing that storefront. It's really going to depend on your brand, what you're selling. But at the end of the day, make sure all of it is filled in as much as possible and as much as, you know, it applies. Um, so let's move on a little bit to branding. Uh, Scott, so what are your thoughts? I mean, I know this is something that you're good at because you're a graphic designer uh, by trade. And, and I also am very passionate about branding on no matter what it is that you do. So when it comes to branding, my first tip there is this is also for advanced people uh, or if you're starting out uh, for a small investment of $10 a year, you can get a domain name. Um, and you can forward that to your Etsy shop because the Etsy domain you'll get by default will be like Etsy dot, you know, your shop name dot, or, dot com, you know, or, or something to that effect, or there's two different ways to do it, um, you know, that they give you, but you can redirect it. So if you're like, you know, um, you know, Rosie's Crafts, you know, or Jennifer's Crafts or whatever, hope you got a better name than that, but whatever your name is, you can get a domain with that name and then it forwards to your Etsy shop. Uh, obviously down the line, if you wind up, you know, doing other things like getting your own website, your own URL, whether, whether it's Shopify or pattern, uh, which is through Etsy, then you can connect it and have an actual domain. But in the meantime, that's a $10 investment and a branding play that, especially if you're, you know, doing something where you might sell in local fairs or anything like that, if you're doing something handmade or the vintage clothing, it's very easy to tell people, Hey, just go to whatever.com you know, instead of go to Etsy dot this dot, you know, it, it's just, it's a very easy play. That's, that's a good point. And it's, it's a good, um, setup. It's a good base to have, you know, to be able to scale in the future too, by having that. And, uh, and like you said, for crafts and being able to just have a, a simple name, um, that just flows and is memorable and stuff. 
Um, but I think branding from from the get go, even even really before you open your store, having in your mind of you know what you're going to sell and then how it's going to look, how it's going to feel, and just having the base set up of how the brand is going to be. Um, spending that extra time and care up front um, is really going to help you out in the long run of, of being able to build it further, being able to build it even off of Etsy, like you said, whether it is with Shopify or, or however. But um, my tip would be, you know, spend that extra time up front um, to be able to set up a, a legitimate brand for it. Yeah, so definitely get that brand set up. Now, what about uh, logos? What are your tips on um, logos and where perhaps people can, can get them, whether they're a designer or not? Yeah, logos are important too, especially when it comes to branding. And you want to keep in mind, um, you don't want anything, again, thinking of the, the print-on-demand world and, and just kind of logos in general. A lot of them, keeping with that KISS method, you know, keeping it simple, um, Logo is important. You can get them. You had mentioned Fiverr. Fiverr is a great, uh, a great tool. It's f i v e r r dot com, and then also Upwork. Upwork dot com is a great place to find uh, freelancers to be able to be able to do some logo design for you there too. Yeah, so definitely want to do that logo. We already talked about that cover photo, and then just really everything that you do on your product images. You can even have that logo in the corner and all that as a branding play and yeah. anytime it shows up in any sort of image search or anything people know that's where it is and just like any other company that you know and love you know you just always associate that product to that that brand uh or that logo specifically so you want to do the same and i know it's hard when you start that etsy shop and you have like one sale you know but you have to you have to think big to become big and you know i i think Etsy of all places allows you to really build that brand more than anywhere because on Amazon, unless you get brand registered and do a shop and all that, you're just an, another product out there, just another widget, kind of like FBA when they throw products out there. Yeah, good point. And it, it allows for that scalability to be able to build even further if you want to take it further to the next level. Yeah. And that's the other thing too is, you know, Etsy, I think, is a great marketplace to start selling something that maybe you want to take later on to your own website. Because I, I think, you know, I, I think most people know, but a lot of people don't. Um, with Shopify, for instance, is a very popular uh, website platform and WordPress and Squarespace and all those are fine, but they're a total opposite than what Etsy is. Etsy is a marketplace. And those places I just mentioned, they're just a platform. So there is, you know, it's your own island over there. So if you, you know, because I say that because in the Facebook groups, I see all the time, you know, hey, I'm going to start selling X or Y and I'm thinking of either Shopify or Etsy. And every time I see that, I'm like, oh, no, it's like they're just total opposites. They're, right. they're not the same thing. You know, Shopify is your own brand, your own website, your own URL, which is great, but there is no traffic. You right. have to have a, a plan in place to either push traffic over there, um, and there's only two kinds of traffic that exist, that's organic or paid. So, you know, and in the beginning, there'll be no organic because there's no content on your website and all that other good stuff. So um, I say that because I think later on, if somebody wants to get their own Shopify store, WordPress, whatever they end up choosing to, to do their website with, um, I think Etsy is a good starting point to kind of prove concept, get a lot of sales behind you, some money, and then be able to go out on your own. 
Agreed. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so from a branding aspect, get a good logo, make sure that uh, shop image is good. Um, make sure that you're being very consistent. Uh, oh, and the other thing that I would say too is, you know, from a social media standpoint, um, you know, take a look and see, um, you know, is your name, your shop name you're going to come up with, is it available on some of the other platforms? Mm -hmm. So that way, that way you can wind up being very consistent across the board and uh, utilizing this name on Facebook, on Pinterest, on Instagram, uh, because especially these days with Facebook and Instagram uh, doing more and more in their shop feature where, you know, you can basically have a shop right there as well. Um, I think it's very important to have that consistency and, and have a social media presence. What's good about it all too, is you can do as much as you want to do with this, or you can do as little as you want to do with this. If you just want to, if you actually make your own stuff and you're not worried about expanding on the social media and doing that kind of thing, and you just want to keep it on Etsy and just keep it small. And, uh, maybe you already have a base outside that you do arts and crafts and go to different craft shows and stuff, and you're just going to be giving out information. Uh, yeah. You know, you can keep it as small as you want or you can, you know, think for the future and really scale it out as big as you want. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. In case somebody's listening and saying, wow, he talked about all these social media platforms. Do right. I have to do all that? You know, no, you don't. You can just simply sit back and just enjoy the, um, you know, organic traffic you'll get from Etsy. And you can even get into ads. We'll get into that later on with some of the advanced things. But, you know, you could even do ads uh, right within their platform. And so you can really build a business without ever leaving uh, Etsy, really, if, if you wanted to. But if you do want to expand further and build that brand beyond Etsy, I think Etsy is a good place to start. And then from there, you start building an audience on social media and your own website and, and go from there. Yeah, very good. Uh, so let's talk about any uh, tools available uh, on Etsy. So what are some quick, I guess, tools or nice features that maybe other marketplaces don't have? So if I start on Etsy today, what are some tools or things I want to look out for? One that I don't I don't know, this wouldn't necessarily be considered a tool, but I, I was thinking about it, um, is Etsy puts out the newsletters and they also have their seller handbook. Um, yeah. And they're, they're always writing additional articles and, um, you know, how to build your best business with Etsy and different things like that. Um, be sure to read the newsletters and dig into that seller handbook. There are so many things in there that, you know, it's, it's obviously it's written by Etsy specific to Etsy to help you grow your Etsy business, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's really no better content that's going to come from the horse's mouth as far as marketing, branding, building your shop and all that, then, then that, you know, then their newsletter that they put out, then their, their seller handbook that they have. So, um, yeah. it's really going to give a lot of, a lot of information. There's so many things that can be taken from that. Yeah. I, I like that. That's true. Um, the other thing that they do too, actually, while we're on that topic, uh, in addition to that handbook, um, since you're listening to this podcast means you might like podcasts and I would check out the Etsy success podcast. Um, that's also directly from Etsy. Um, they're not extremely updated. They come out with one episode, like actually whenever they feel like it. Um, but it's worth just whenever you get onto whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, check them out, see if they have any new episodes out because, uh, when they do the, again, like Scott said, it's coming straight from them. So why not listen if they're talking, um, any specific SEO strategies or anything like that? Um, that means they're speaking to their algorithm. They, you know, 
um, last year, like as an example, when all the SEO changes came about or the free shipping kind of, um, you know, thing that people were complaining about, it's like everyone was trying to guess at what's, you know, what the deal was with it. And I'm like, just look at the handbook. They updated it fully for 2018 and it has all the information in there. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no reason to guess. Right. Exactly. They pretty much tell you. So, so that's a good one. And then, um, besides there, uh, besides those tools there, the, the podcast and the handbook, um, you know, the other tool that I would also suggest is, um, Etsy rank, you know, Scott and I, we like Etsy rank. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty well known. Um, you know, it's a tool that is, you know, free to use, and then you can also pay premium as well. And, um, basically it gives you all kinds of information. So if you search a, uh, product and, um, you know, it'll come back and it'll tell you kind of some traffic from it. It'll tell you some, you know, the top keywords that people are using to find it. So to me, it's a no brainer to, to use that. Although some of that inf information is available on Etsy itself. Um, but yeah, I think Etsy rank is a great place to start for somebody new who maybe is also doing market research to see, you know, how popular their product is. Definitely. Especially, especially since it's free, you know, of of the other um i guess other websites that are out there you know with etsy rank i think it's going to give you the the most information for free uh, as opposed to the other ones um and it's going to be able to uh, kind of aggregate it all in, in one spot and you know it's really gonna it's only gonna help you know and since it's just a simple sign up and then once you do dig into it more taking it to the next level and getting that paid and it's only, I believe, nine ninety nine a month. So even the even the fees on there aren't aren't all that crazy either. Yeah, exactly. So even if you do want to get some of those extra features, it's worth it if you're going to be building a business, you know, at ten bucks to be able to to have all that. Um, another tool that I'm going to throw out there, and I use it a lot, and uh, it's not directly a Etsy, but is Canva. If you're not already using Canva, um, you know, I definitely recommend that. It's a um, you know, free program to, to use. If you want transparent uh, files and some more images, you'll have to pay uh, for it. They call it the Pro now, the Canva Pro, which is 12 a month. Uh, but I mean, I can't recommend it enough. Scott is probably anti-Canva since he's a <laughs> you know, big time graphic designer. But for people like me who are not graphic designers, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Canva wizard. I can I can pump out some things on there as if it were, as if it was done on, on Photoshop. Um, you know, just because I've used it so much uh, for everything. But I, I think just, just to do even just general pictures for your shop and, you know, that, you know, potentially if you do want to do your own banner, they do have some uh, templates on there, you know, things like that. But, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Canva? Canva is an excellent uh, platform and an excellent tool suggestion. I've only used it a, a handful of times. Like you said, I use Illustrator and Photoshop and stuff, but... Um, and really a lot of people that I know that do use it, they love it. Um, yeah, you can't beat it. <laughs> yeah. It's only improved a lot yeah. too lately. They added a bunch of features, but if you're not, you know, a graphic designer by trade, that's not where you're going to be creating, you know, maybe you're making something else that's handmade jewelry, things like that, or maybe you're going to, you're going to do the vintage route. Um, you know, so you're not really creating any, um, print on demand products and you don't need graphics but you're going to need some graphics for your website, mm -hmm. not website, but rather your Etsy shop, then, you know, definitely look at Canva. They have a lot of um, templates there, even like sale templates where you can, you know, it shows you something like, you know, sale three days only and that sort of thing. So that can go well 
with utilizing for your um, Etsy shop. Uh, so I think that's another good resource to, to use. Um, another one that's that's not on Etsy, it's another one off of Etsy. I know you use, you have used it before, we've talked about it before, is uh, GetVela, G-E-T-V-E-L-A. And that's been a really good one for... Um, that's a lifesaver. Yeah, for, for bulk editing listings. And it'll be more once you get into, you know, hundreds of listings or even thousands of listings, if you're going to go the the quantity route with print on demand. Um, but that is a huge uh, lifesaver, so to speak. Um, really helps with, with bulk editing, setting up a, a template and just really rocking and rolling with that. That, that can be a, a really good tool and I guess more of an advanced tool in the future when you get multiple listings up that you need to have uh, large edits yeah, done. It- it surprises me that a lot of people in the print on the band space haven't even heard of it. So, yeah. So hopefully some listeners here um, that are using Etsy and, you know, uh, can benefit from that because I, I think I saw a post recently in a group and somebody's like, oh, I never heard of that. And I'm like, wow, really? Uh, but yeah, uh, getbella.com. It's it's a great tool. Um, it's free. Yep. I don't understand why or how, right. but I'm fine with it. <laughs> and more importantly, their support is great. So big shout out to them. Uh, every time I have a question or something, I click that little chat thing in the bottom right. And sure enough, Justin is right there to answer my question. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, you know, but yeah, you can bulk edit, you know, photos or this and that. So to give you an example of, you know, a practical way recently in my, one of my Etsy shops, I added a um, email sign up image, which we'll get to in a second here in the advanced area. And you know, for that particular shop, there was only 80 listings. But I mean, though, I really want to do something 80 times. It was just a lot easier to go in there, uh, bulk edit all 80 of those listings and just add that photo once and it adds it to all 80 of those automatically. Yeah. So um, so that's kind of the magic in doing that whenever you want to change your listings um, or add anything or, you know, same thing. If I ever want to take that photo down, I'll be able to delete it all at once as well um, like that very easily. Cool. All right, so I think we're starting to get to the home stretch. Let's move on to some uh, advanced um, features. So we talked about tools. So now this is in particular to some people that maybe already are on Etsy, especially if they're doing print on demand, um, you know, which is kind of what our wheelhouse is, but even if they're doing other products. So let's talk about some kind of, um, you know, advanced uh, things that maybe they can be doing that they may not be doing on their Etsy shop. Sweet. So the kind of what I had in mind for the first one, you know, again, kind of reverting back to the, the print on demand and then more so the apparel, just because that's kind of my my wheelhouse with Etsy um, is the listing variations and being able to, to utilize those and um, do more apparel items than just T-shirts, being able to offer different variations, different apparel items like whether it's hoodies or, or tank tops or V-necks and stuff, um, setting up your variations so you're able to offer more than just a single product on one listing. Um, and there's there's quite a few shops that are kind of catching on to that, that are doing that, and I think that that can help quite a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's that's huge. Um, you know, the same thing with that. I've heard a lot of questions about that, of how to do those variations. And that is one of the best ways is create that template one and then using Get Vela and things like that, just create, you know, create those. But that might be something that some people are not doing. 
Um, another one uh, that I want to mention, and I think some people are doing this, but I think not enough people is, you know, remember Etsy was founded basically on being a handmade or custom and personalized place, kind of like things remembered, mm -hmm. right? So whenever people have any milestones and things coming up, they typically look at Etsy. So with that, you know, in mind that, you know, it, knowing it's a milestone type place and a personalization type place, it makes sense to make sure in your shop, no matter what your niche is, I'm sure you can fit it in there to be able to, because you have categories in Etsy, uh, have some sort of category where you have personalized products. And, you know, maybe it's, if you're doing just shirts, that's fine. So maybe you have a shirt listing that says add text here, you know, or something like that. And, you know, so if you're not doing that, those have been very, um, you know, big for me, you know, I get people contacting me all the time, whether it's custom shirts, custom mugs and things like that, custom socks, even um, the socks that I sell, I sell them more the custom ones. People want an image of their dog on there or something like that, you know, repeated several times, you know, repeated, you know, like a pattern. So um, those are big. So if you're not doing that, I would look into doing custom personalized things. That's a good point, because a lot a lot of people, especially with print on demand, they're they want to try to keep it passive. They would just want to have it and, you know, kind of set it and forget it kind of thing. But by adding that custom aspect to it, to where they can, to where you can offer that to them can really set you apart and really increase your sales. And there's, there's different levels of custom too. You know, it can be as simple as just saying, changing a name on a mug using the same font that you've got and stuff and just simply changing a name, or it can be as advanced as using somebody's photo that of, you know, you mentioned a dog, somebody's photo that they provided for you or, or something, you know, so there's, there's different levels of custom that you can offer. And there's with that, there's different uh, levels that you can charge for that too. So it's a good way to, yeah. to increase sales for, um, for, for some people for a minimal amount of work, if it is just a, a, a simple name change or something. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I couldn't agree more. And for me, um, a quick hack that I do with that for any other Power Canva users like myself, uh, on Canva, there you have the ability to um, establish folders, much like you would folders on your desktop computer. And what I do is if I do any custom ones like that, I label a folder custom on their templates and whatever that design is. So let's say I did a anniversary one, 15th anniversary, and you can customize that to whatever number, let's say. So what I would do is I go ahead and put that design over to the custom template folder. So anytime I get a custom order like that in, I don't have to search for where the heck is it, you know, my original file. I can just go right in there. I go to that one, I edit it um, and go ahead and make it whatever the person wanted and download and upload it quickly. So it's for me, it like Scott said, it takes a whole few minutes just because I'm organized on the front end of where I'm keeping those files. That's awesome. So, and, and if you're using any other, you know, programs, if you're a real designer and using Photoshop and all that, then that's fine. Just on your computer or whatever, Google Drive, just, I would encourage you to just save a folder that just says custom, you know, custom files or custom designs or whatever, and just keep them all in there. And the same thing, you'll know exactly where to go each time. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, making sure you're organized, not only with your categories and listings on Etsy, but even off Etsy on your desktop and on uh, if you're saving it to Dropbox or something like that, or Google Drive, you know, just keeping your files organized. Um, it's going to save you in the long run, especially if you get up to thousands of listings. It can be a real headache by having all those files all over the place. You really want to get get it organized from the start and it'll save you a lot of hassle in the long run. 
Yeah. Um, another one, I don't know if you're doing this right now, Scott, or not, but um, another one that I wanted to, to throw out there and discuss, I already mentioned it a little bit about the bulk image one uh, that I did recently, is, you know, email list building. Um, you know, on Etsy, you do get all the customer emails when they place an order. Uh, you have to. Um, however, you know, by their terms of service, you can't just take, you know, scrape all those emails and add them to like an email service provider like MailChimp or whoever you're using. Um, so what you have to do instead is if you get their permission, then you can take that email. So if you, uh, what I did is I did an image that basically say says save 10% on your first order, 15, whatever it was. But, you know, I'm actually I'm testing 10% first. So save 10% on your first order. And then it says link in this link is in the description below. So now what happens is in the description, that first line says save 10% on your first order, click here. And it's a bit.ly link. So I can also track how many clicks I'm getting. Um, you know, it's a bit.ly link that takes them right to a landing page that are created with MailerLite. And as soon as they arrive, it just says, you know, has, again, the logo. That way it's all cohesive. They know they are in the right place. And it says, you know, enter your email for 10% off. And as soon as they enter it, it gives them the coupon right there that I already entered in Etsy in the coupon section. So it all jives together and flows and it even gives them a link that says head on back to the store, you know, for, you know, your, your savings. And the link that I give them is actually already has the coupon applied. Um, as well, which you can also do from your Etsy shop under marketing and then coupons. So um, that way they've opted in, they get 10% off, they're more likely to order. I'm fine with giving them that 10% uh, for me to be able to have that email and be able to market to them in the future. So it's something that I haven't always done since the beginning. Um, but with this particular brand, that's something that I'm, I'm uh, you know, doing consistently now. I think that's great. And that's a great starting point and it's so easy to add it in there and then to have that in your back pocket so to speak and to be able to to scale you know to be able to grow your business and then like we'd mentioned before if you did want to take it off of etsy onto shopify you've got those contacts and it's just another touch point to be able to interact with with your community with your niche and um it's it's a great idea and yeah, I was going to say, no, go you, you really got to make sure the, the security aspect of it, too, that you do have permission, because if you get tagged too many times, Etsy doesn't mess around with that kind of stuff. So you really got to make sure um, that you follow Etsy's terms of service when it comes to that. Yeah, exactly. So don't just go scraping the emails and email them because it, <laughs> you will get people that will absolutely let Etsy know, you know, you know, hey, I didn't you know, uh, want to get this email and all of a sudden I'm getting these shirts emails to me and stuff. So uh, you definitely do not want to do that. Um, you know, you can get bounced off of there, which is another good reason for email list building. So if you're doing POD and, and I gather a lot of people uh, are not taking the extra time to do this, um, you know, you definitely want to list build because you're building a business on their platform, their playground. Yeah, sorry, my dogs are barking in the background. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no problem, no problem. Like I said, this is a real conversation. Yeah. It's, it happens. Um, so yeah, so email list building, I think, would be uh, very big uh, to do. Um, the other advanced thing that you can do is if you have social media as well, um, one of your images or in the description uh, can actually be, um, you know visit our Facebook page at this and drop the link there so that we can get some more likes and things like that. 
So that's another nice feature to do. So if you're not quite ready, I wouldn't load people up yet, but if you're not quite ready to do the email list building or don't want to do that yet, you're trying to, you know, build an audience, then maybe you can get them to social media as, instead. Um, one other small tidbit I had on here was um, being able to cross sell within your listings, cross sell to other listings. If you have multiple um, products that are similar, that are like products, so to speak, or, or uh, like designs. So for instance, a t-shirt and a coffee mug. So Father's Day is coming up. Um, you can cross sell that that coffee mug that goes along with that t-shirt or something. So just adding the, the basic URL that goes to the other um, listing to let them know that you have other like products available. And then with that, you can yep. even offer a coupon code for multiple products ordered or orders over $75, either get free shipping or a certain uh, coupon uh, percentage off or something. So, yeah, no, that's that's very true. Yeah, utilize that description space to sell not only that one, but sell the rest of the shop and other listings that are related. So that's that's true, um, because if they're looking for more options beyond that, it's a marketplace. You don't want them to click at the top and just search for a new one and go somewhere else. Um, it's better for them, you know, to see that link. Like Scott said, you know, hey, shop the rest of our dog mugs here, and then that way they can, you know, check it out. But that way they stay on your site yep. or your shop. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see, what other tips do you have, Scott, um, aside from the ones we've talked about doing custom things? Uh, the only other one that I would have would be if you're a little more advanced, been there a little bit longer uh, doing it, don't be afraid to add different products that complement each other that fit your brand, uh, whether it's print on demand or not. Um, you know, so what, whatever you're making, I've, I've seen a lot of people who hand make things and they're like, well, these things are not selling. Well, if you can make that, is, it, is there a potential that maybe you can make something pretty similar to that, but it might sell a little bit better? Um, you know, do that market research using Etsy rank and find out. Maybe the answer is yes. Uh, maybe your talent level does support that you can do that. Uh, and if you're doing print on demand, you definitely have no excuse because you can put that graphic on anything out there. Uh, so don't get caught up with using just Printful or just T-Launch. There's so many providers out there. Test them out. Most of them are free to use. Uh, check it out. Look at their unique products and go after maybe some products that other people are not doing. If you think shirts are crowded or saturated, then offer you know something completely different. O offer pet products. You know, offer pillows offer blankets there's so many different things that you know it would take an hour just to go over all the products available but just offer something else definitely and specialize in that like make that your corner of etsy you know be the best you know pillow shop on 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 etsy or the best pet store that has pet pan pet bandanas pet tags uh pet beds all those are available on print on demand to, to be sold good tip man um one one other thing that that I had. Uh, so within the, the promoted listings, you've got your marketing and then it goes to promoted listings. You, you know, you can advertise within Etsy. So within that, they actually provide you the search terms that people used to find your listings. For some reason, it, it always tells me no searched terms yet, but that's an actual link you can click into and the search terms are there. I'm not sure why it, it almost always tells me that, but, um, so within your, your promoted listings, you can click further and actually see the keywords or the search terms that people use to find your listing. So kind of that, that gets me to something else is to, you know, look at the data, the data that Etsy gives you of what people are searching, um, 
what what is ranked higher you know just be sure to keep an eye on your analytics and your data and uh and play off that you know as they say the the data doesn't lie so if you've got yeah. if you've got some things that are um getting clicks but they're not converting nobody's buying them you know definitely look into that and see what the issue might be yeah that's true I, you know i love that and for anyone selling on amazon they they know that amazon is not as liberal and in, in giving with the data unless you run ads but with etsy you can get that a lot of data even without ads if you go to their you know dashboard and then it says see details you can actually see some of this where the traffic is coming from you can see if your social media efforts are good um, you can see some of the search terms and everything and then when you do the promoted listings you can even get more data so yeah i love that definitely stop and smell the roses and see what's working what's not working and uh, that way you can double down on some other things so if you have a shirt that's or a product, I should say, that's being found by a few search terms. And you're like, hmm, it's being found by that, but I don't even have really a big presence of that in my tags or title or something. Maybe you want to, um, you know, double down on that if it's not being found enough. Yep. Data doesn't lie. No, that's <laughs> right. So, so, all right, cool. So I think we've uh, gone over a good amount of Etsy things. Any other things in closing with uh, Etsy that maybe we didn't cover? Um, no, I think that covered it pretty good. I think we've got a good overall with it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great platform to start a brand and a business. Uh, it gives you all the tools you need. I mean, there's not too much else to say. I, th I think more people should be considering it as a side hustle. You know, you can also connect it to a lot of different apps when you go to integration to make your life easier. Uh, one of them that I connected to is QuickBooks. You get a discount with them. Uh, so it makes it easier to manage your sales and taxes with them. So it kind of has all bases covered to really run your business all under one roof. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why I like it. And I think a lot of people out there would like it too if they just gave it a shot and learned a little bit more about it. And hopefully cool. Scott and I talking Etsy today has helped some people maybe consider Etsy. Yep. Very good. And they're they're growing and improving, you know, so really the it's only going to get better. All right. Sounds good. And and then, you know, and Scott, he's, you know, also, you know, available for a lot of this graphic stuff, Etsy stuff. If you haven't, if you, you know, if you're in the group, you can find them there. If you're not, it's sidebusinessgroup.com. And, uh, you know, you can check out Scott there. And, you know, he, I'm sure, can even help you out with some of these uh, steps along the way with any coaching and stuff like that. I know he does some of that on the side as well. So definitely uh, take advantage of, you know, somebody who's doing very well on Etsy and um, has a graphic design background, which is two good things to have on Etsy. Yep, definitely. All right. So before we wrap up, uh, we had a couple of questions in the uh, group, uh, Scott. So I want to address those. Uh, the first question I think is a little bit easier. Brent asks, uh, can you be a millionaire on Etsy uh, still? <laughs> and I think he, he, where he's going with that is probably about saturation, uh, meaning, you know, is there still good opportunity over there uh, to make a lot of money? So do you, do you want to tackle that first? So my first response is anything is possible. <laughs> yes. So, so yes, um, it will definitely take some time and you'll definitely spend some money to get there. Um, as far as advertising costs and, uh, and that kind of thing, but it's, it's not going to be an easy feat. Uh, you'll definitely have to know your niche. You'll have to know your brand. Um, but I'd say anything is possible for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of, 
uh, agree with that too. It's kind of like when people in the group asks, you know, what's your side hustle? What, I, I want to make money. What are you making money doing? And there's really people making six figures or even million dollars um, in almost anything you can think of on this planet. So, yeah. you know, there are landscapers out there that make six figures and there are, you know, uh, broke real estate agents who don't, who don't and vice versa. So, yep. um, so I think anything can, uh, Etsy certainly gives you all the tools and, and all that. And it's much like Amazon. There are a lot of Amazon sellers that, you know, FBA sellers, private label that are making, you know, in the millions. And there are others that, you know, maybe are doing it part-time and make 20,000 a year. Um, but I think like anything else, it'll depend like what Scott said, you know, you're, how much money can you spend on ads, uh, your branding, your message, social media, you know, if you get all that up to snuff and you become a legit actual brand that a lot of people know on Etsy and come back to, then yeah, absolutely. You can make a lot of money there. Yep. I agree. Um, and then the other question, what was that one, Scott? Do you have that one? Yep. It was from, uh, Colleen and she says, I will be reopening my Etsy store with all new inventory. What is the best avenue on Etsy's platform to drive traffic to my store? And then she also says, do you recommend a blog or a private BST group, which I, I think she's referring to a buy, sell, trade yeah. uh, BST group to accompany the store. And thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'll just start with that one. I think all of the above is the correct answer. And, you know, if you're selling something that is, you know, like we said earlier, it's either vintage or something handmade that is very good in groups, like join groups that would be interested in that. Don't spam them, but become a good member of their community, add value, and they're going to want to naturally know what you're selling and want to buy. Uh, so I think those th uh, groups still have a place and um, and are great. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with the, the blogging and, and coming up with your own domain, like we talked about earlier, whether it's Shopify or WordPress and pushing traffic over to your Etsy shop. Um, although in that case, you can make the case that you may as well push traffic to your own website. But, you know, again, that's a different discussion. But in, in the short story is, yeah, you should definitely be pushing traffic all that you can. Um, yeah. What are your what are your initial thoughts? Um, agreed. And the idea that she's she recommended or she asked if we recommended a blog, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't really talk about in the e-commerce world. Um, because a blog is kind of a long-term play, you know, with the SEO aspect and the amount of time that it takes for, I'll just use Google to recognize it and to be able to grow in the rankings and stuff. So, uh, for a long-term play, a blog can be, can be dynamite for sure. Cause a lot of people yeah. don't really invest time in the e-commerce world into blogs. So, um, that can definitely be a, a really good long-term investment. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It really is. And, um, yeah, I mean, if anything, I'll pat myself on the back, but I talk a lot about it because I've seen the effects back in the day of just regular blogs. And then I've started implementing that into e-commerce. And, you know, it, like you said, it does take time, but I've seen some effects of it already through my Google Analytics to see that, you know, hey, people are finding my sites through, you know, articles and then they mosey around to other products there. So, um, so definitely no arguments with me there, you know, no matter where you set up shop, whether it's WordPress, Shopify, or even if you do go with Etsy's pattern, they even have a blog portion too. But bottom line is you're putting content out there, you're adding value uh, that relates to your products. And then yes, people are going to want to buy, but more importantly, Google is going to uh, find you. And the other thing that I would mention to that, if she's restarting a shop and maybe 
you know, it's going to need some traffic is don't be afraid to spend a little bit of money with promoted listings. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have to do a lot, but just enough to get some eyeballs and sales on your products. And then after that, you know, hopefully the Etsy algorithm will start to push products after they sell a few times. I think as far as the initial push, that's going to be your best bet. The the traffic that you pull in from Etsy to your store is, is pretty much going to be warm traffic. They're there to they're on Etsy to to buy, you know, so they're going to be warmed up. So that's going to be your best, highest converting traffic to be able to to use. Yeah, that's that's a great point. It's already intent marketing. So, you know, they're already searching for that product and come across yours. And that's why with Facebook ads, you know, I like Facebook ads, but more for a brand play and other things. But to sell products, if you're selling on Amazon or in this case, Etsy, I'm a fan of spending some money on that platform. They're already there looking for that product, which is why they're going to land on your listing or click it, I should say. And um, they're intending to buy that, you know, unicorn sweatshirt. So why not spend that, you know, 20 cents on the click there? rather than, you know, interruption marketing on Facebook when somebody's just kind of scrolling through having dinner and they have no intention of buying that unicorn sweatshirt. Exactly right. Very good. Good questions. Yeah, they're uh, definitely good questions. If we have more after this podcast, uh, definitely post them in the group and, you know, tag us in there or whatever. Just ask it to the group. There's plenty of other great Etsy sellers uh, in the group as well. So just ask away. Um, I'm sure there are others that would love to talk Etsy. So we will uh, wrap it up. And uh, Scott, thanks again for jumping on, talking some Etsy today. And uh, that's going to wrap up our Etsy discussion today. For sure. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. All right. You got it. Take care.